No, no, no. Get out. Uh, just shut your pie hole all for right, a second. All right, Anyway. What's architecture really about? Archispeak is the show that dares to peek under the architectural kimono, exposing what architecture really is, what it is that architects really do, and show you why we're passionate about our chosen profession. I'm Cormac Phelan. Join Evan Troxell, Neil Pan, and me as we have a casual conversation about all things architecture, which includes all the stuff people don't talk about. Think you already know what architecture is really about? Tune in and find out. some ArcaSpeak. So welcome to episode 22 of the ArcaSpeak podcast. I'm Neil Pan. I'm Evan Troxell. And I'm Cormac Phelan. And this week we have some friends of the show to announce, so thank you very much for uh, for pitching in. Yeah, so this week we had a $20 donation from Oscar Morales. So thanks very much, Oscar, for that donation. We really appreciate it. And the other donation this week, number two, was from Bob Borson, $5. And uh, thanks, Bob Borson. You can find Bob on Twitter at Bob Borson. Anybody heard of him? Who? Bob Borson. I don't know. It sounds familiar. Lifeofanarchitect.com. <laughs> All right. So thanks, everybody, for being a friend of the show. And you can become a friend of the show, which helps support and keep the podcast going at arcaspeakpodcast.com slash donate. And we appreciate every donation. If you donate $5, you get your name read on the show. And we'd love to read your name. So uh, go there and and sign up. Thanks. And with that, we're going to talk about, uh, we're probably going to go off topic, but we're going to start with what makes a good sketchbook? The mechanics of a sketchbook. The mechanics of a sketchbook. I like that better. All right. All right, Cormac, you're the sketcher. You start. Wait. You're you're Mr. Mr. Moleskine. I do appreciate it. Well, I, I want to hear what our listeners have to say about this. How do you pronounce the quintessential architectural sketchbook that everybody seems to carry around, their little black... I've heard it pronounced Moleskina, so I I pronounce it that way, and everybody looks at me like I've grown a second head. Um, <laughs> no, you just have one of those fancy mustaches, that's all. You know what? I wish I did. Yeah, um, It's November. It is. I've just I've just got my standard, you know, all year round, five o'clock uh, shadow. Yeah, close crop beard. George Michael. Uh, yeah. All right. We're so yeah, what is it? Is it moleskin? Is it moleskine? Is it moleskine? Is it moleskin? Is it what else? I've never heard of anything else. Yeah. Um, well, what so are we going to call it? I think we're, we're going to call, call it moleskin, right? Let's just call it moleskin. All right. <laughs> Just so everybody knows the point of reference of, of what we're talking about. Because if I say it, then, of course, everybody will be looking at me like I have two heads. Um, <laughs> it's a good thing it's not a video podcast. Exactly. We say that often, and it everybody should everybody should really honestly thank their lucky stars that it really isn't. Yeah, you better uh, appreciate. Because Neil doesn't wear pants. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to see that with my video anyway. Ooh, I, I am sitting down, so you're lucky. 
But we've we've talked a lot about um, sketching, you know, the need to sketch, the reasons why we sketch, you know, the craft and skill that we believe should, you know, continue on um, about sketching. But I would even go as far to say as we've inspired some people to pick up the pencil or yeah. the pen once again and start sketching. Absolutely. We got some good feedback from those uh, those talks. And But what we haven't talked about is the actual sketchbook itself. The tools. It is, you know, a good sketchbook is as important as any, you know, the actual uh, art of sketching begins with the art of the sketchbook. I, so, I totally agree. So I, let's I dive in. The utmost importance, but well, you it's, know, to it's be, up there. You know, you know, I. it's all about image, man. <laughs> <laughs> and there, and there may be the crux of the the talk but you know i mean i've you know i've got a uh, small addiction to the moleskin sketchbook i've probably crack a new one open at least once every two months um and have an ever-growing stack my wife looks at me every time i'm in the um the bookstore looking at one or the art store and i'm looking at one or i spend a good half an hour looking at different sketchbooks and like, mm, I like this paper. Ooh, uh, this paper, you know, and then I test out how the pen bleeds through the paper or doesn't bleed through the paper and this, that, and the other. So I think there's a, a lot of things that we can talk about on both the mechanics, as Evan, you were talking about the mechanics of the actual sketchbook itself and the tools that we use in the tech, you know, to, create the sketches so well yeah i I think that there's a few topics we're going to want to hit on here we're going to talk about uh paper quality size of paper the binding the orientation i mean there's a bunch of things that go into a sketchbook right that that no one in the world pays attention to except for the the lonely few that are listening right now if you just do a search on amazon you get for sketchbook you get 152,715 results I will Which say, crazy. The people who pay attention to um, the binding of a sketchbook the most, Neil, you can support me on this one. Left-handed people. Uh, oh, interesting. We <laughs> we don't have, get me started on that. I will say that honestly, as a lefty and who is constantly cleaning, you know, um, pencil off of the side of his hand and everything else. Left-handed people in sketchbooks, it's the bane of our existence because the way that it's bound is never the way that a person draws. Um, You know, I move my sketchbook around. I don't just keep it static. Uh So I kind of, you know, work from all directions of the sketchbook. And so at least 50% of my sketch, the binding is in the wrong place because it's, you know, in my hand. You know, kind of it, whether it's, and that's one of the reasons why, me personally, I completely stay away from spiral brown uh, sketchbooks. Hate them, mm-hmm. hate them with a passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, my 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 attraction to spiral bound notebooks, and this is, I I was kind of uh, before the show. You know, I was admitting to my using my first moleskin notebook right now, right in the middle of it, and. Uh, it's not spiral bound, obviously, but you know, I, 
I want a sketchbook that lays flat. And so that's kind of what I am attracted to about a spiral bound notebook is, and I'm not left-handed, so maybe it makes all the difference for me. But what I found with sketchbooks that I had all through school, and I never spent a lot of time looking for the right sketchbook back then, I would just buy whatever was at the store when I needed it. But it was always a, a rigid bound spine and it was always a pain in the butt to get a nice flat or even to fold the back around. I really like that so that I could work with only, you know, half of the size of the sketchbook if I needed to. Well, you know, and that's actually the problem with a lot of sketchbooks. Say because, you know, especially if you carry a portable sketchbook like the Moleskin and you carry the, you know, the five inch uh, sketchbook and you want to draw, you know, on both pages and all that other stuff. So you're dry, you're drawing through the spine and things that don't lie flat, you know, you don't, you know, you kind of get a skip in your sketch and all this other stuff. And it just, uh, you know, to me, you know, kind of annoys me that, you know, I can't get that constant line, keep going straight across. And that's actually one of the things that I don't like about the spiral bind. Cause if I do use the entire, like both pages in kind of landscape form or, or whatever, um, you don't get that continuity of the sketch because it's broken up by the binding. Um, in in that, you know, that's when I'm kind of drawing the, you know, using both both pages of a fully opened up sketchbook. Um, other than just, you know, I, I will agree with you. I like that, you know, on spiral, you know, when you do have a spiral bound sketchbook and you're just using a single page and it lays flat and you can draw on it and kind of move it around and you know it lays flat and that's that's good yeah i mean and if if you need to fold the back around because the pages are flopping in the wind you know you're out on the site i i just i i like the flexibility of a spiral bound notebook um but with with the moleskin i haven't had the problem either i mean the well, the spine is flexible enough that it doesn't matter and the good thing is is that what they what that particular sketchbook does is rather than doing like standard binding of like say a book or a lot of sketchbooks that i have they essentially bind them as, as individual sheets this they actually clump them together in one sheet that is the width of the entire open book and they'll have like maybe eight to ten pages or five pages that are folded together and so then they um you know so you have so they lay they lay flat and you know don't have your your standard kind of book but uh you know like bow in the page um and that's the great thing about that particular sketchbook and in similar other books out there that do that they you know basically every 10 pages is almost like an individual um set of uh pages that you could you know if you wanted to pull out of there right you don't really want to but um (laughs) you know it 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 makes the sketchbook a lot better and it, it lays flat and it it just it's it's a lot more comfortable book to sketch in yeah i i i encourage my kids you know they all have sketchbooks because uh the if we just use single sheets of paper they get strewn all over the house but yeah um i encourage them you know they always want to rip the pages out to to tape them up on the wall or whatever but i encourage them to to keep them in there so they can always go back and see what they've drawn before and see how they've progressed through sketching 
And, you know, I, I think it's a cool thing to be able to go back through a library of sketchbooks. Um, oh, and if yeah. you can, I, there, that's, that's a really cool thing about sketchbooks is it becomes this, this collection, this anthology of sketches that you have on your shelf. And, and it's, it's a fun thing for, for my kids to go through my sketchbooks and see what I've drawn. And, um, it's fun to go through theirs and see what they've drawn too. And I, and so I, I that's something I'm always encouraging them. And I was going to bring it up. I said, what, what do you guys think about just sketching on sheets of paper? One, one of my favorite people who comes into the office sketches on just eight and a half by 11 blank sheets of paper. Um, he just sits every time he sits down in front of you, he's got a little stack of paper that he draws on because um, he's, he's probably going to leave them with you. First of all, I mean, so he's not, that's one reason he's not sketching his sketchbook, but um, I always thought that was kind of interesting that he didn't have them in a collected collection, you know, a sketchbook kind of a, a thing, but it seems to make also a lot of sense because you, you can ultimately do anything with those. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, as the guy who sketches on practically any sheet of paper that you put in front of me, I mean, I've, uh, posted pictures where I'll like sketch on napkins. I sketch on post-it notes. I sketch on it, literally anything on meeting minutes. Yeah. <laughs> if there's like a little blank, uh, you know, little piece of white in a meeting minutes, I'm like, Hmm, that wonder what I can sketch there. And usually do. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, so Cormac, I'm curious, what kind of things do you sketch in these little tiny little white spots? I mean, you know, I've been on my little zombie kick uh, the past few, you know, months or whatever. Um, you know, any anything. Um, it all depends on the mood of the meeting. Um, I could sense from uh, one of these client meetings that I was having um, that the client was really, really ticked off at a contractor because I'm going to try to, you know, keep this nonspecific, but anyway, they were, let's just say they were in frustrated general. with the contractor. Yeah. In general. And, uh, I started sketching because she was sitting next to me and I started sketching, um, you know, just a person showing lots of anger and she kind of like glances down at the sketch and she smiles at me and she goes, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> You know, it's just, you know, whatever the mood in the moment is, you know, I will sketch something. Um, and, uh, yeah. But, um, what was it? So for, so for you, know, you're kind of, for you, you're kind of sketching cartoon-ish sort of sketches. Not always uh, what, what many of us probably think as architects, well, we're sketching a detail or we're sketching a little building or something like that. That's not always what you're sketching. You know, it's interesting is you would be hard pressed to flip through the stacks and stacks of sketchbooks that I have and actually find an architectural sketch. <laughs> um, See, most of mine are, <laughs> I, you know, I, I find it really hard because I use sketching as kind of a mental break from, you know, just like the day-to-day the -day grind of, of, you know, the architectural profession. And it's not that it's a grind and, you know, it's, you know, you know, Calgon take me away kind of moment. It's just, I use it as a way to just kind of 
escape the stuff that I do every day. And so I, I'll sketch anything, little monsters, you know, my little rag dolls, you know, all these different things. I'll just create little characters, um, you know, tree scenes and things like that. You know, I'll even do like, you know, I did a whole series of post-it notes of landscapes that I saw on vacation one time. Um, so I don't seem to do a lot of architectural sketching. Um, I do a lot of architecture. Let me back up. I do a lot of architectural sketching. It's just at work. Um, I don't seem to devote my, I guess, my personal sketching time to architecture. There are architectural things in there, you know, like, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen recently my little uh, stilted houses, you know, that are kind of like in the treetops and stuff like that. Um, you know, I do things like that, but no, I don't, um, I, I don't seem to draw anything architectural. <laughs> See, I, I draw mostly architectural stuff or things that I'm going to build in my studio workshop. Um, just so I can kind of mentally figure it out roughly before I start. I, I don't like to figure everything out. I don't like to do CAD drawings of that stuff. I like to just start working on it and see what works and see what doesn't and kind of let it let the process take over of working yeah. with my hands. But my sketchbook is full of a lot of stuff that's just kind of rough ideas. I usually, this is kind of interesting, I think I sketch mostly in Axon. I don't sketch in perspective. I don't. Um, yeah. I don't do a lot of shading. Um, it's kind of technical drawing in axonometric form because I like to dimension things sometimes. And, um, but I draw mostly in 3d, I would say, um, I do a lot of like elevation studies where I, I'll, I'll do 20 different versions of what the building could look like in elevation on one sheet. So they're all like postage stamp size, um, just to, just to crank through them as fast as I can and come up with as many ideas as I can. I'll give myself 20 minutes and how many can I come up with? Um, so I think that all, you know, that's the kind of stuff you'd find in my sketchbook is totally different than what you're talking about. Well, see, and I like actually that you do that, that you, you know, do these kind of like almost timed exercises because what that does is that kind of mentally forces you to think about it real quick and then move on to the next one, you know, think yeah. about it and move on. And what that does is it kind of just forces you to, think you know change your perspective um just enough to it may all kind of be a theme and variation of the same thing yeah it's iterative you know but you know it's it's kind of forcing you to look at something and not get stuck on you know one specific thing because you know now to kind of rewind back a little bit to just when i'm actually sketching in the process of design um, a lot of times, you know, you can kind of get married to an idea and to force myself out of doing that, I purposely try to just do like these little time sketches of, all right, I'm going to do 20 elevations in 20 minutes and, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to spend one minute on these, you know, sketches and you'd be surprised at how many you can really do in one minute. But what it does is it kind of forces you to think you know, not get stuck on something, not like fully marry up on an idea, but to detach yourself from a specific idea. And if it works, you know, you kind of continue to develop it through yeah. the other iterations of your sketch. 
I just keep thinking, what if, what if, what exactly. if? That, that's what I keep saying over and over in my head. Exactly. And that's, and that's uh, you know, a great tool for anybody who's, you know, doing really any kind of sketching. I mean, when I do, like, my little character sketches and I'm just trying to come up with, you know, like, little ideas for a monster or something like that, you know, I'll do a bunch of different, like, little sketches. And then, you know, that's that was really the intent of that, uh, my post-it notes exercise that I did, you know, where I was doing one a day, I really kind of started doing it as like a two minute sketch. It evolved to, you know, many more minutes after that. But, um, but I mean, it was, it was intended, you know, because I have a three by three piece of paper and there's really not a, you know, there's a whole lot of things you can do on three by three and there's very limited things you can do on three by three. So, you know, it kind of forces you to think about what you're doing. Well, I think that that's exactly what drives architectural projects a lot of the time is constraints, right? So you're, yes. you're setting up constraints for yourself yeah. um, within your the size of the paper or maybe the pen or the pencil that you use to oh, do yeah. it with yeah. um, or the amount of time you give yourself. I think all these constraints actually lead to creativity. I mean, there's so many constraints when you actually go to design a building that the general public who ends up experiencing the building never even sees you know, fault lines, setbacks, um, zoning requirements, um, exiting requirements, all this, all the stuff that, that we have to deal with that, that people generally aren't aware of, they're all driving design, go all the way down to these initial ideas where you're, you're creating constraints to drive the process forward. And I think that's a really cool part of this whole creative thing that we do um, is that we're constantly developing these little languages that set up a set of rules for us to follow and potentially break at some point if we if we can justify it or however we want to do that but I think that's that's a really neat thing that a lot of people don't realize that architects go through when they're designing well guys what about you know um, we had a question from a listener come in uh, about this topic and one of the questions that? Uh, that was uh, Daniel Novick actually uh, sent that in and he was asking you know what sort of if we preferred like you know pen pencil you know different types of paper what types of paper trace paper um, you know and, and I'm not sure exactly I think at least for me you know when it comes down to sketching for design I'm typically doing that on trace paper myself. Yeah, I yeah. love trace too. You know, oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I wish yeah. I had it in my sketchbook so that I could go back and have this record of it. You know, right, right. Um, so I, I don't know. Yellow trace or white? Yellow. Oh, question. Mm, butter <laughs> paper. I've gone back and forth. I, okay, well, there's also the two different types of yellow, right? You got the real bright I yellow, like the canary. and then you got yeah. the highlighter type, and then the kind of muted. Yellow. I like the canary yellow, like the bright yellow. You like that yeah. bright one? I do, we, but I usually end up drawing on white because it scans so well. Yeah, and actually that's interesting that you brought that up because if I'm just doing some sketches to kind of go through the process, it's typically on yellow trace. Yeah. But if I'm trying to hone in on a final sketch that then I'm going to take into Photoshop, and you know, kind of set up the final presentation or something like that. It'll always be on white, and everybody, you know, and people have noticed that I'll switch to, 
You know, it's like, well, why did you do all these on yellow paper? Why'd you do this one on white? Or why are you doing all these on white? Like, well, because when you scan them, you know, you've when you scan them black and white, it's just easier. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> there's a lot less. You know, you yeah. you take you take it in there, and you there's a lot less that you have to do to manipulate the page to. You know, to saves no, time. Yeah, yeah. saves See, a lot I've, of time. I've I've never had a problem scanning the kind of the um, the muted yellow colored trace. Uh, but I, if you're just but haven't had a problem with that. That's it, it because scans, you're Neil Penn. Oh, shut up! It it, yeah. <laughs> it scans for me. It scans just as well as as white. But yeah, no. But I when think it's just when you send an intern to do it, and oh well. <laughs> They don't know what they're doing. That's they, they never sketch, so they don't know how to scan. That's right. Pick on the poor interns. <laughs> yeah. I will. I will say one thing, you know, and just as a side shot to, um, you know, I was looking at some um, sketches from, rec- you know, recent interviewees that we've had, and uh, you know, they're just like, oh yeah, this was uh, my thesis, and I'm looking at them like, really, it was your thesis? You didn't do a finished product or anything, and they, that is finished. And you're like. Okay, sorry. Next, <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a pro interview tip there. Make sure you show your best work. Well, and I your mean, best work may uh, not be your best work. Honestly, that should that should be the case for anybody. I mean, you know, whether you're um, a seasoned professional, sure, like of course, Grandpa Neil, or <laughs> get off my lawn. <laughs> but I mean, you know, um, I, Maybe I that wanted be to get off my drafting table. Well, before there we get go. too far off a topic, yeah, that's a good t-shirt. I like that. Yeah, that's a t-shirt. There, we should make yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Get off oh. my drafting table. Uh, <laughs> look, look for the uh, Arcaspeak uh, shop coming up soon. <laughs> 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 no, um, you know, before we get too far off of topic of, you know, I want to get back to kind of the mechanics of the actual sketchbook because, you know, Neil, you brought up, you know, uh, what type of, um, you know, paper. paper yeah. And all of this other stuff, and Pens, pencils, you know, yeah. sketchbooks themselves. You know, it really depend. It honestly depends on what type of um, utensil you're using. Okay. Whether it's pen, uh, you know, pen, and there's different types of pens. Um, mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me. Um, there's a, there's a mute button know, on the mic for that, by the way. Not on mine. <laughs> Yes, there is actually. Where? Right on the front. There's no button on the front. Yes, there is. He's got the mic backwards, Neil. Oh my God! No I... wonder why our audio stinks sometimes. <laughs> and Evan has to work so hard. The only thing on the front of this mic is the friggin' light and the word blue. And if you tap that light, it's a button. Cormac, Cormac, go ahead and say something and push the button for the rest of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, listeners. Just a little sidebar education for uh, for future uh, our future competition podcasts. Oh, just to let you know, (laughs) it doesn't mute. It'll mute. I didn't hear anything. It doesn't because I wasn't saying anything. I was (laughs) I was acting like a little monkey tapping on the light. It does, it doesn't move. It's just a light. Okay. All right. All right. I, I may I may stand corrected. <laughs> anyway, you're talking about pencils. Pencil. You're talking about pencils. I, I was talking. Well, it, it it's it's got to be a combination of what you're you know what you're sketching. I'll use 
um, you know, if, if I'm using a fountain pen, uh, I want a smoother paper, but I want a thicker paper because when you bleeds, yeah. Well, not necessarily because of the the nib, but when you're laying down ink with a fountain pen, it's laying down a heavier line of ink. Yeah. And it absorbs through there and you know, we can talk about grains and stuff too because I have this weird abhorrence to bleeding of ink. And um you know, in the type of paper, the type of ink, the type of nib and all this other stuff, you know, if you're using, you know, because I'll sketch a lot with my fountain pens, love fountain pens, use fountain pens often, and um, I'll sketch with my fountain pens. But, you know, if I'm doing finished sketches and stuff like that, I switch to microns. If I'm doing rough sketches, it'll be a pencil of either a red pencil, blue pencil, or just a normal pencil. Um in all in almost all of those I use a smooth paper um, I don't necessarily you know like if I'm sketching and I plan on doing a watercolor obviously it's gonna be watercolor paper but other than that almost everything that I do is a hard-pressed paper um, you know which is the paper lingo for hard you know just a smooth faced paper um, and normally I use a 90 pound uh, paper because it's a lot thicker. You know, you can lay down some really heavy lines and you don't get bleed through. The only problem is, is that I haven't met a paper that <laughs> you can use markers and it doesn't bleed through. You know, they, they, they have bleed proof um, papers. They don't. They're not bleed proof. It's either that or I'm using them wrong um, because okay. uh, my chart pack markers, they bleed through anything. Yeah, yeah. I've been using those a lot lately, and, mm. man, they, they smell good. Oh, yeah. Chart pack uh, markers. That's what I like about um, using Trace is because I like to color on the back with chart pack, yeah. and it, it makes a really nice color quality on the front when you do that. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I tend to like the thin papers because I layer stuff up heavy. I, I use lots and lots of layers. I'm constantly scaring people in my studio, ripping, ripping, ripping the the uh, off the roll of trace. And I feel like, you know, that that process to me is as important as sketching itself is the ability to layer. Uh, so I'm constantly layering taking a couple layers off, going back a few steps, starting over. And that's where I think that the digital sketchbook stuff really falls apart We're using the iPad. And, yes. You know, some of these apps, they allow you to use layers, but even like Morfolio Trace, it will, it'll let you go back two layers max. You know, well, what if I need to go back five? Then, then you're screwed, you know? Um, so I, I, that's where I really feel like Trace, paper, the, the sketch, the rolls themselves, um, have a huge advantage in the studio. Um, if you're out traveling around and you want to sketch something, that's a, that's great for a sketchbook. Um, but I, I I really feel like trace is where it's at for me when I'm when I'm working on design. And for me, um, you know, I'd like to get into the pens and pencils talk a little bit here, but um, I almost always draw with a pen. Oh, I hardly ever that. use a a pencil or a lead holder. Before my uh, podcast went defunct because the website that I was using um, disappeared, uh, I wrote, you know, 
numerous uh, little posts about different color, different pens, you know, analyzing the, um, <laughs> I even like analyzed the pigment liners, you know, the microns Man, and things like that. You are a super nerd. Wow. Here. This uh, is awesome. Pen, I love, you know, yeah, we can, we can get off on the tangent of pens too, because pens, pencils, hell, um, Ask Neil, I was texting him while I was in the store. I was, you know, about <laughs> st- styluses. And so I was reading this, um, you know, we're talking about digital. You know, I was reading these, art, you know, all these different links talking about, you know, like the Wacom Bamboo and how, um, you know, it was like the highest rated uh, stylus for, you know, if you're doing like sketching and things like that on the iPad or whatever tablet. And so I bought it. And it was the way the thing sucked. Um, the thing that, you know, it just didn't seem like I could, you know, where I was pointing the stylus and where the line was occurring wasn't necessarily the same thing. Yeah, right. Um, you know, and and I don't know if we're ever really going to get to the point where, sure, we um, yeah. you know, and there are like the, you know, the Wacom Cintiq. Um, yeah. The, you know these big, huge, monstrous, uh, you know, sketching tablets that um, professional artists, real professional artists, use. Those are perfectly intuitive. I've got the little Wacom. What's this thing called? The bamboo uh, pad, the one that you you know you can't see what you're doing. And the stylus itself, I like the stylus, but I am so disconnected from my drawing. That I really can't work it very well. I mean, I, I'm not practicing on it, you know, because it just doesn't feel that intuitive to me. So, I do like the fact that I can see my sketch on the iPad if I'm doing, you know, digital sketches. But um, now I stick with paper and pencil. Now, if we want to, you know, if we want to go down the um, the dark and dreary path of uh, you know pens and pencils and stuff like that, we you know i can go nerd him on that one do you have a uh, do you have a favorite neil no i i i'm gonna i don't want to ruin everybody's uh parade here well you're Cormix, you're gonna represent 50 percent of the audience who's already turned this episode off okay fair enough <laughs> <laughs> no no it's just that i mean kind of going back to the beginning when cormac you said left-handers um <laughs> You know, I'm left-handed, and I have a really hard time sketching in a book. I can't do it. I've tried. You know, I, I, I had when I was in college. We, I've mentioned on the show before. You know, we had a professor that used to get us all together in the afternoon and design lab and make us do different sketches of uh, slideshows that we were being shown. And um, you know, I was able to. I, I managed. But it was, it's just, it was just difficult. It's uncomfortable. It's, it's, um, it's to the point where, you know, instead of trying to find the solution, I've tried different sizes, you know, smaller books. I've tried eight and a half by 11 books. Uh, like you, Cormac, I'm not a fan of uh, the spiral bound. I, I can't even write in a spiral bound notebook. Um, so, um, you know, I, I just have a really hard time trying to sketch in a book. So, you know, and I'm not a cartoonist. I, I, I just can't, uh, I can't draw like you can, Cormac. I mean, what you do is amazing. And um, 
Thanks. I, let's just say, I, not that I probably can't do it. I just don't, I don't have, that's not where my interests lie. So I just don't spend a lot of time doing it. So, um, so I don't have that, you know, uh, collection of the moleskin books or, uh, you know, or other types of sketchbooks um, that I have. I have a few and they probably get, you know, a third of the way through, I think maybe one sketchbook when I was over in Italy um, for a year. I constantly sketched in that one, and I think I probably made it most of the way through. But I, um, you know, I try. I get started, and then I just I can't keep up because it's just un, it's just something unnatural and uncomfortable. So it's just not what I want to do. But um, you know, and I and I've used uh, markers. I've used different pens. I've used pencil. You know, I, I love I love drawing in pencil. Actually, um, that's probably one of my favorites. And, um, uh, but like, uh, you mentioned earlier, Cormac, uh, those lefties here in the, in the audience, um, are very familiar with their left hand just being coated with graphite, um, oh, yeah. all the time, you know, all the time. And, and, you know, that leads, that leads to another thing, um, is I, I can't get, I can't even take notes on my iPad because my hand just, the way I, I write, it goes right across the screen and I haven't found, I've tried like four different notepad apps um, and I haven't found one yet. I even bought a, um, and we were going to eventually get into this too, but uh, you know, I, I bought different, uh, one different, um, I shouldn't say one different, one um, type of uh, drawing utensil for an iPad and I just can't, I, I gave up. I just, it became useless to me. So um, I find it really hard um, to find the right type of sketching uh, tool and, um, you know, and, and medium to use. You know, that being said, when it comes to, um, you know, sketching for, for design or something, uh, I break out the trace paper and, um, and I'll use the trace paper for that. Um, but I don't really have, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I enjoy listening to you, to you talk about how you how you do it and what you're doing and all that. And but man, I, I just I can't. I have a hard time with that. Yeah, I've got a a new stylus that I'm trying out on the iPad because I found that app that you guys I showed you that I really like called Sketches. Oh yeah, the I, water the the watercolor in that is beautiful. It hands down has become my favorite of all yeah. of them. You know, and, and, and I was going to suggest maybe we talk about some of the sketching apps out there um, and, uh, you know, go through some of those, you know, at the end of the show or something. But, I mean, we could talk about them now. I mean, that uh, the Sketches app, it um, I like that, you know, like the pencil yeah. and when you're drawing with the pencil and stuff. With the fine, the, the fine setting is really nice. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, and it just, it works I mean, I, re I just really like the way that it is very intuitive to, or it just feels, it looks and feels like I'm sketching. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I just, I honestly, you know, I've, I've tried a bunch of different stylus and I've taken them all back. And although the nib is really wide, so I can't, you know, control the fine lines or anything. But I just went over to Office Depot and bought a cheap Targus $10 um, stylus. It's yeah. hard metal with the, the rubber nib. And it actually works great for me. Um, I, I just got the Cosmonaut, which is, it's not 
10 bucks i think it was 20 25 um it's a fat it's like a big fat black crayon but the hmm. tip isn't too big hmm. and cool. i really like it it's it's really cool we'll put a link to it in the show notes um it's on you can get it on amazon but i like it because it's a small company it's made in the u.s it's uh it's um it's just really nice quality and i i like to support the design studios the small design studios out there and this is one of them um but it's it's really cool it's got a little bit of an air gap between the tip and the the solid aluminum core mm-hmm. so it, it gives it has a little give to it right but it's not too much that's what i found with a lot of those rubber tip stylus is that uh there's too much airspace in there, and the thing flattens out like a flat tire on the iPad, and I hate that. Um, the other stylus that I had for a long time was the Jot Pro, which is a very fine point. It has a little plastic disc on the end that kind of goes any angle you want. Yeah. Um, but I actually scratched the, the screen on my iPad with that once because I must have had a little speck of dirt caught in between. And you could actually see a word that I wrote <laughs> on forever etched into the glass of one of my ipads and it was like you know i i I complained about it they sent me some new discs you know but they can't really do anything it wasn't when they when they pointed out they're like well you got to watch out for dirt and i'm thinking oh yeah i guess i do but um that just kind of sucked that was a big bummer so i moved on i and and i guess what what it comes down to is i don't do a lot of sketching on the ipad except for and I've been meaning to do a blog post about this, but um, I did I did a blog post where I was part of a Google Hangout on presentations. I wanted to do another one on more presentation techniques because I found using that Sketches app with the watercolors and a stylus on the iPad is awesome when you are presenting in front of somebody doing live sketching hmm. because you can project it. Everybody gets to see it. They get to be a part of it. They get to experience kind of the the magic of sketching right in front of them. And it is, it's like super interactive, you know? You, people are yelling stuff out. What about this? What about that? And you're kind of sketching it right there, putting their ideas into a sketch. And that is super powerful. It's It's an awesome thing. And so I found that when I do sketch on an iPad, it's usually in a situation like that. But if I'm sketching for myself, it's either going to be on trace or in a, in a moleskin. Right. Now I, you know, I'm, I'm flipping through my iPad right now looking at, I've got, um, several different, um, sketch apps, you know, from the paint, yeah, me too. the paint sparkle app for my daughter. <laughs> sparkle ponies. Hey, in, and she's made plenty of those um, to, you know, uh, I do like the line of sketchbook apps that um, uh, Autodesk has come out with, you know, Sketchbook yeah. Pro, um, Sketchbooks, uh, Sketchbook X, um, or yeah, Sketchbook Inc. Express, too. and then Sketchbook Inc. You you had mentioned that one to me, and I, yeah. I like that one. Um, I also got the uh, um, paper app by 53. Yeah. Um, and they just came out with a new stylus that looks amazing. You know, as as much as everybody's been raving about the paper app, and I like the fact that, you know, I like the interface of it, and, you know, you're scrolling through it and everything. Um, but for me, some of the actual tools that, you know, the... Um, the sketching yeah, tools and everything. There's not enough control. There, no, it does. It doesn't seem to have uh, much control. And so, um, if they would, 
if they would combine forces with sketches and get all of that cool organizational stuff that they have up front agreed with the tools that sketches have man that would just be it oh yeah that'd be awesome and then you know i really like the layers you know um yeah because if i you know if i come in very much like if i would sketch in my own sketchbook you know i come in and i'll lay out some light pencil marks of you know exactly what i'm trying to draw and then i want to build on top of that with ink or watercolors or things like that i like the fact that i can you know go in and kind of control it with the layers you know right a little bit different than what you know i normally do in a sketchbook but it's you know something that i can you know that seems more intuitive to me that is kind of a similar direct translation to what i normally do on the analog sketchbook versus the digital uh, sketching and i i you're right. I mean, I'm glad you showed it to me because it has hands down become my favorite app. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think it's probably the most used app other than my um, my son playing Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> That's another form of sketching. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Big blocky sketching. So I always use a pen. I almost, I'm almost a hundred percent using a pen. I I do have a lead holder that I love. That's in my bag of pens and pencils um and i have a mechanical pencil in there too but i almost am always using just like a pilot razor point i like the razor point too mm-hmm. i like a real fine pen and then i used i like to use a sign pen also because uh, i like love. you know just a standard pentel sign pen i sometimes even take an exacto to the tip and cut it at an angle so i can get an even fatter line than i want you know um but those two pens for me kind of kind of cover the gamut of the widths and you know that i'm used to drawing with and um it's hardly ever pencil i usually only use a pencil like you said to lay down some light marks up front and then i go from there with a pen well i i tend to draw more um i mean i'll you know the carmine red uh pencil you know Mm -hmm. standard uh standard issue red pencil that you find in any any architect's office, it is one that I sketch the most with. I'll lay down a lot of detail with the um, with the red pencil, and then go over the top of it uh, with ink. And um, I have gone through a variety of different types of pigment liners to try to find the right one. And to me, it all comes down to the ink and. I I've gone through trying to find the most comfortable pen, the you know because if you look at the way that you know the pens kind of cut off at the nib and stuff and you've got harder edges and you know being the way that I draw you know it's kind of driving into your finger and stuff and you know I draw for a long time um, you know I could go several hours at a time just constant straight drawing. And, um, you know, your hand and your fingers and your back and everything else gets tired. But, um, you know, a lot of toll on my fingers. So I try to find a comfortable pen. But when it comes right down to it, the thing that I look for the most is the quality of the ink. Mm-hmm. And I always go back to the Micron. Mm-hmm. Um, the you See, know, I just can't stand the way it scratches across the page. <laughs> really? Because of that metal tip. Yeah. Well, you gotta 
you got to draw a little bit lighter. You know, in fact, actually, I, guess. I don't know. You know, it's it's actually funny because I used to draw really heavy, and when I started to um, draw a lot more, and I think it happened when I was doing the um, when I was started doing the uh, the post-it sketches. Um, I was I started using my uh, fountain pens, and I noticed that I was drawing so heavily that I was messing up the nibs. Yeah, yeah. And so then I switched to the microns because, well, you know, they were replaceable. And I was going through and I was kind of destroying the um, the the tip, you know, the, the felt tip would, you know, bend and all this other stuff. Right. So I got to the point where I started lightening it up. And yeah. I actually found that I could control the pen and the amount of ink and the detail and everything by just lightening up my grasp with the microns that I could really, you know, and it kind of actually translated to all of my other pens too, but I almost developed a completely new technique of drawing just by holding and pressing down a lot lighter. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, I don't think I press very hard, but it's, it's all for me. It's all about how it feels on the page. It's not as much about ink quality. It's about how it actually feels. Um, and so I'm really sensitive to that, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's weird. No, I mean... Every, I agree it's weird. Well, no, I mean, every, everybody's <laughs> got, you know, their um, peculiarities of how they draw and, you know, what they prefer and all that other stuff. So, I mean, you can ask, you know, go down the list of any artist or any architect or something, and they probably will all have a different view on what they look for in a pen or what they look for in a pencil or what they look for in paper. And, you know, I hate bleeding of the line i hate um you know bleed throughs and stuff like that so that's why i always draw on a really heavy paper um rather than thinner paper um i mean i've got a variety of different types of moleskin you know uh moleskin books and um i've got the thin paper and i've got the really thick paper and i prefer the thicker paper the 90 pound paper um over the, the thinner paper because um, I don't get bleed through. No. Yeah. And, and see, I write a lot in my notebooks. I, I probably have more writing than I do sketching. And I find that, uh, I usually write with my fountain pen and that has a lot of bleed to it, Yeah, you know, yeah. and I don't mind. Um, but again, it comes down to how it feels on the paper. So I usually go with the thinner paper cause it's a little smoother. Right. So, um, I, I, you'd probably find more writing in my notebook than you would sketching well, which see, is kind of weird see and i find that you know just the opposite you know when you said that you find the thinner paper smoother the yeah. the thicker paper in the um the moleskin sketchbook to me almost has a sheen to it and mm. it to me <clears throat> excuse me to me it seems like a much smoother paper um i mean almost like a flaw free type you know paper i mean it just you know, you have like the bumps of a, you know, of a um, hot pressed watercolor paper versus a cold pressed watercolor paper that's really bumpy. Um, yeah. And then, you know, to me, it's almost as smooth as, you know, like the face of an iPad or something. I mean, it just, it, to me, it seems a lot smoother. And that's why I like it because the mic like glass. Yeah, because yeah. the microns glide across it a lot better. Mm. I'll have to try um, that. So, have you guys seen that uh, that thing by Wacom called the Inkling, where it's this? Yes. It's it's like the clip thing that clips on the top of your paper, and you have a pen, and they're paired together, 
right? It's all wireless. And whatever you draw on the paper is getting digitized into like this base unit, and then it'll send that back to the computer. I guess you have to probably plug it in or whatever. But it sends your sketches, and it has... It's all, from what I understand, this came out a a couple years ago, but it's, um, it's all vector, so you can actually edit this stuff in Illustrator. Really? And... And you can tap the base unit. There's a button on it or something. You tap it, and every time you tap it, it creates a new layer. Really? I uh, see. I like that. It uh, sounds pretty cool. I never, I never bought one to, to try it out. But the killer thing for me was that the pen is a ballpoint. <laughs> and oh, I, was like, I love now, what? <laughs> you got to be kidding me! Now, I will say one thing that I absolutely love, uh, and I discovered this, I don't know, several years ago. Um, you know, I, uh, fountain pen that I had ran out of ink and couldn't afford or couldn't find any, uh, replacement ink. So, um, I just grabbed a cheap ballpoint pen, but it was a yeah. fine tip. It was like an extra fine tip pen. Yeah. And I started drawing with it and I really liked what I could do with it. And, um, you know, I've I've got, you know, a variety of different ballpoint pens that I use. I've got a variety of different microns. I've got a variety of different um, fountain pens that I use to, you know, sketch with or draw with or write with. You know, so I've got, you know, like this arsenal of pens and stuff. The problem is, is that I can't find a bag big enough to carry all of the <laughs> stuff that I have and yeah. actually fit a sketchbook in there. You're not a pen snob. You're a pen hoarder. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, yeah. Um, I'm sitting here at my uh, drafting table uh, while we're recording, and I've got it's one, two, three. I've got eight pen cups. Um, you know, just like little pen holder, you know, like cups or you know whatever, <laughs> filled completely. Karmic, you have a problem. It's like wait, Toy wait. Story at night; wait, they wait. all come alive. They do all the sketching for you, and then you just take all the credit. <laughs> but then I have a four drawer um, little. You know, plastic uh, like a four drawer case, yeah. and it's completely filled with pens. Jeez. Then I have two uh, little uh, snap top uh, containers. You know, little, the little small ones, probably about um, I don't know, five inches wide, ten inches long, and about five inches deep, filled with pens. Jeez. And it, and that's where did you steal all those pens from? And that's not including any of the. <laughs> um, I've got several boxes of. Prismacolor pencils. I've got two little kind of like baskets of chart pack markers, and then the other one is Prismacolor markers. Damn. Um, a lot of that stuff came from a firm that I uh, worked for. They were, they had a whole bunch of stuff that they, and these are old. You know, I've got really old markers, but you take. They went digital one day, and they said, "Take all this analog crap out of they here." They did. They did. Now, the only thing that I wish that I would have taken care of and um, didn't was if I would have kept, I mean, because they gave me a whole boatload of rapidograph mark uh, pens. Oh, yeah. And honestly, I probably wouldn't be drawing with microns if I would have taken care of my uh, rapidographs. Yeah, I still Um, have my set from college somewhere. I'm sure they're a mess. I'll uh, I'll give you my address. You can send them to me. <laughs> do you rebuild? <laughs> Actually, I've got a bunch of replacement nibs, but I don't have oh, the nice. pens. And and you know, it, I I go there and I I look at the uh, at the art stores and I and they still sell them. You know, they 
Uh, they sell them at Michael's. They sell them all over the place. And um, I just, for some reason, I can't seem to bring myself to buy a set. And they're not they're find some at a garage sale one day. It, yeah. I'm hoping somebody free cycles one. There you go. All right. Well, that sounds like a good place to stop. What do you think, Neil? You, you haven't said a word. I've been rapid. You're going to have to take out all of my typing that you're probably going to pick up in the recording because <laughs> I have been trying to rapidly go through and note every single thing you've said and uh, grab a link for it. Well, that's so. something we should say real quick is that uh, you can find the show notes if you go to arcaspeakpodcast.com slash episode slash 22, right? That's the episode yes. we're on? Yes. And um, on the right side of every page on the site, you could also sign up and just have the show notes delivered to your mailbox the day that the show goes live if you don't want to go to the site. And you um, will want so. this one because I will be busy writing lots and lots of links for this show. <laughs> lots of good stuff. <laughs> so with that, uh, if you have any questions or comments, please visit the website at arcaspeakpodcast.com. And there you'll find links to the Arcaspeak Podcast Twitter account, our individual Twitter accounts, and the Arcaspeak Facebook page. We also enjoy hearing from our listeners as well, so please call and leave a message at 415 484 8496 and don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. And let us know what your uh, favorite arsenal of sketching utensils are. What, what's your favorite yeah. sketchbook? What's your favorite uh, pen or pencil? Let us know. Tweet us. Get us on Twitter and uh, to those of you who are still listening, we hope you had a nice Thanksgiving by the time this goes live. Uh, if you celebrate, have a good one. Absolutely. And since I promised for uh, no football talk, War Eagle. Wah, wah. <laughs> All right, guys. Good night. Good night. Night. <laughs>